listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 154. We're going to dive deep into Chicago-style wrestling season premiere and what happened in the main event championship match between Axel Rico and Jacob Fatu. Plus, we're going to look at freelance wrestling's Any Given Saturday, where 66-year-old Ricky Morton challenged Robert Ego Anthony for the freelance championship. Plus, we're going to take a look at the cards for Warrior Wrestling 27, Southland Championship Wrestling, and Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. And coming up later on, our special guest, we welcome for the very first time, Chicago-style wrestling trainee and rising local wrestler, Shelly the Bombshell. And going to get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson and I'm your freelance underground independent champion and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast and we've got a ton to get to. A few national items first, and a lot of talk last week, a lot of talk, a lot of internet speculation, a lot of freaking out on Twitter, Fitz McMahon, and the WWE sale. All I got to say is it's very early in the speculation right now, and there is one direction I would prefer them not to go in, and I'm hoping maybe one of the major media companies makes a press to buy them, because I think that would be best for business, for WWE, and for their sponsors as well, because you don't want to mess up your sponsorship by going to a potential buyer that may not be good for business. Impact Wrestling presented Hard to Kill, one of their big pay-per-views this past weekend, and in a couple of the main matches, we had Josh Alexander, who is now the longest reigning Impact World Champion in the company's history. He retained his title over Bully Ray in a full Metal Mayhem match, and... Mickey James defeats Jordan Grace to win the Impact Knockouts Championship. And in that match, if Mickey had lost, she would have had to retire. And one note from AEW last week, the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks defeat Death Triangle of Pac, Penta El Zero Miedo, and Ray Fenix in the final match of the Best of Seven to win the AEW Trios Championship. And it was the Escalera de la Morte match on Dynamite. And it was amazing stuff. This whole best of seven, it was booked really well. Kind of cool. Great long-term booking there by AEW. And I'm not the biggest Young Bucks fan in the world. But for whatever reason, 
they are so good when they face the Lucha Brothers. And Kenny and the Bucks against Pac and the Lucha Brothers, probably the greatest rivalry in the AEW history dating back to day one and even back to All In, where Kenny wrestled Penta and then the Bucks wrestled in a six-man and Ray Phoenix was on the opposite team. So great history between these two teams and it shows in all of their matches. A lot of fun. Crazy high spots, even though I'm not the biggest high spot fan, but you know, for these guys, what the hell? It was all good. And I am a huge Lucha Brothers fan as well. So it was an awesome best of seven. Kudos to AEW on that. All right, this past weekend, we had two huge shows in the Chicagoland area, among other many great shows. I'm going to touch upon Chicago Style Wrestling's season premiere, which was last Friday night, January the 13th at the American Legion in Franklin Park, and it was also CSW's debut on IWTV, and I was able to catch this live. Awesome job by Steve Boz and the crew. The five-person scramble saw former CSW champion Joey Jet Avalon defeat Chris Miller, Dogface Bastard Greg Murray, CJ Esparza, and the former CSW women's champion Heather Reckless when Avalon hits a package piledriver on Esparza to pin him. And now Avalon lost the title to Axel Rico at the end of last year, and he's hungry for revenge. Sean Mulligan and Marco Anthony, the fun tag team, they defeat Jax Johnson and Ryan Matthews. When Anthony pins Matthews after Mulligan spits whiskey in Ryan Matthews' face. And in a Haas fight, we had Conan Lycan of the Hate Keepers, pinning Cody James after the somersault splash. And this Conan Lycan's pretty damn amazing. Uh, agile for his size, great talent out of the Black and Brave Academy, and he is looking to cash in perhaps at some point his championship match, perhaps against Axel Rico in the near future. And the trios match, it was an interesting combination of talents here. We had Marche Rocket, Adam Stallion, and Joy Mayberry defeating Solomon Tupu, attorney Eric Schultz, and Riley Rose when Rocket hits the M80 and pins Tupu. And then we had a segment where Steve Arendt was in the ring. Steve, of course, is the general manager of CSW. And veteran TJ Steele came out to talk about his desire for a CSW championship match and how he feels like he's being overlooked. And he even used the word threaten towards Steve Arendt. And Steve said on Twitter afterwards, it was quite unsettling. And then back to in-ring action, we had the CSW Metro Division Championship. Superstar Steve Boz defeats Iniestra following a Michinoku driver. For the CSW Tag Team Championships, the hate keepers of Shane Boucher and Jay Marston retain over Big Mood, Mateo Valentine, and Jack Moody. After it just seemed like Big Mood had the match won and the titles won, and then the hate keepers end up getting a leverage pin. Referee Dev does not see the feet on the ropes, and the hate keepers retain. CSW Women's Championship, and this was a heck of a match. We had Sierra in her first defense, retaining the title, pinning Shelly the bombshell after Eric Schultz's interference backfired. Now, Schultz attacks Shelly after the match, but Sky Blue appears out of nowhere for the save and exacts revenge on Schultz for some of Schultz's tactics from last year. We also talked to Shelly the Bombshell late last week, but it was before this match against Sierra, 
And you can catch that interview in just a few minutes right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. And also, we recently talked to Sierra. And you can catch the Sierra interview right now in the archives on WindyCitySlam.com or wherever you get your podcasts. In your main event, the CSW Championship, Axel Rico and Jacob Fatu. Axel retains the title in a no contest when the Hate Keepers ran out, attacking both men. Crazy stuff. It was a hell of a match. Axel Rico took an absolute beating. Now, this guy is like a Ricky Morton type guy getting his ass beat all the time. Work fighting from underneath. He's one of the best guys for fighting underneath in the local business. An amazing match against Jacob Fatu because Jacob was throwing him all over the place. And Axel once again shines in that role. After the show, Steve Aaron comes out, addresses the Hate Keepers, and for the second time, suspends the Hate Keepers from a show. So they are banned from the building for February CSW show. And if you want to check out this entire season premiere show now, you can check it out on IWTV.live. Subscribe for $9.99 a month, you get CSW, you get Freelance, you get Freelance Underground, you get Black Label Pro. I think there's even some Zawa shows. And now Dreamwave is also a part of IWTV. So if you're looking for a bunch of great local wrestling, IWTV is a great value for you. And speaking of IWTV, Freelance presented any given Saturday, last Saturday night at Logan Square Auditorium. And once again, I checked this out on IWTV. Sold out house, amazing show. Let's get into it. And in the scramble match, Craig Mitchell comes out on top like I said he would. He defeats David Ali, Evan Greenaway, Sword of Incredible Iverson, and Bucky Collins, as well as Connor Hopkins, when Mitchell pins Greenaway following the package pile driver. NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship, Kerry Morton, the son of Ricky Morton, retains the title by pinning GPA with a roll-up after countering GPA's attempt at a straight A. Triple threat match. This was terrific stuff. A fun match. Storm Grayson defeats Trevor Outlaw and Effie when Grayson pins Outlaw following a knee strike. A lot of three-way stuff going on in this match. A double noggin knocker by Trevor Outlaw. Storm Grayson kissing Effie, which I thought was kind of funny. And Storm Grayson ends up winning the match, and we're going to see him a little bit later on in the show as well. And then we had Kylie Ray pinning Rachel Rose in a battle of reality of wrestling trainees. Kylie wins the match with a crucifix pin. The Freelance Tag Team Championships, and these guys are main event players, man. They just keep killing it. The Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, defeat the massive team of Locked and Loaded, Mark Wheeler and Jesse V. We even had Taylor Rising out at ringside running interference for them. And the Bang Bros win the match after a double 450. Triple threat match, we had Heather Monroe defeating Blair Onyx and Free Range Kara when Monroe pins Free Range Kara after Onyx DDT'd Kara. But then Heather Monroe picked the bows, threw Onyx out of the ring, and gets the pin. And in your main event, the Freelance World Championship, Robert Ego Anthony, without Frank the Clown, pins Ricky Morton, with his feet on the ropes for leverage. And Ego attacks the 66-year-old Morton after the match. Storm Grayson comes out for the save and then demands his rematch for the Freelance Championship. Ego takes the mic and says he will make Storm walk through hell. Although I think he might have had an expletive in there as well. Not too hard to imagine which one. 
he will walk through hell next month and he will have to defeat two former freelance champions to get his shot at Ego. I have a feeling I know one of the potential opponents here for Storm, and he's a guy we haven't seen in freelance for a few months because he's been nursing an injury. He's got red hair, and uh, he's a bit of a pain in the butt sometimes to freelance's favorites. So I think maybe a lot of you know who I'm talking about, but stay tuned. Back to Ricky Morton for just a second. Amazing effort by the 66-year-old Ricky Morton. The guy is still going strong in several promotions across the country. He even hit a Canadian destroyer on Ego, and the fans absolutely pop for that. And once again, if you want to catch this entire show, it's available now on IWTV. And also this past Saturday night, I just want to pass this along from ARW's Indiana Rampage. Sharpshooter James Creed, who recently returned from a knee injury, won the ARW Rumble lasting a full hour. And now he's the number one contender to the ARW Championship. Coming up this weekend, we have many shows and we're going to hit a couple of the big ones here. Saturday, January 21st, Warrior Wrestling 27 presents Back to the Bend at the Bendix Arena in South Bend, Indiana. 7 o'clock Eastern bell time. The meet and greet begins at 4.30 Eastern. The matches here are as follows. And you only have to be, and only people who are in attendance in South Bend can see this main event match. It's for the vacant Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship and the AAA Mega Championship. It's El Hijo El Vikingo, who is the AAA Mega Champion, facing Rey Orus and Flamita. Now, Sam Adonis was supposed to be part of this match. Something came up. He couldn't make it. He is forfeiting, for now, the Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship. But Sam Adonis has promised that he will be back in Warrior Wrestling. In fact, he will be at Warrior Wrestling 28. So we'll see what he'll do then. But Warrior Wrestling 27, the reason that El Hijo, El Vikingo's matches cannot be streamed in the U.S. I think it's some sort of rule from AAA, and Warrior Wrestling is biting by that, so you have to be in attendance to see this match, otherwise you're not going to see it. And for the Warrior Wrestling Championship, we have Casey Navarro with Frank the Clown defending his championship against Buddy Matthews of AEW. Then we have Queen Amanada facing Kylie Ray. AEW's Konosuke Takeshita takes on Zachary Wentz. Beastman against Brian Pillman Jr. Warhorse faces Calvin Tankman with Frank the Clown. The Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, take on Storm Grayson and Trevor Outlaw with Frank the Clown. That should be a terrific tag team match. We have Max the Impaler facing Tootie Lynn. And Christopher Daniels takes on Eli Knight. Now this is kind of interesting because this opponent was a mystery for several weeks. And Warrior Wrestling went out on Twitter and said, tag a bunch of wrestlers who haven't really had exposure in the Chicagoland area or the Midwest. And Eli Knight ends up being the guy that wins that search. So this is going to be interesting to see Warrior Wrestling giving a talent who not many people are familiar with in this area a shot against Christopher Daniels. Also Saturday night, January the 21st, we have Southland Championship Wrestling and they're presenting Winter Warfare at the Shabantz Civic Center in Shabantz, right down I-57. And we have a grudge match between sharpshooter James Creed and JPH. And the story behind this is Creed injured his knee and he blames JPH for the time he's been out and all his rehab. So 
James Creed is definitely ticked off at JPH, and this is going to be a hell of a match. Arguably the two best wrestlers in SCW going at it. That should be a lot of fun. And then we have the SCW Tag Team Championship. Speaking of interesting, we have Jimmy Blaze and Scott Spade. Yes, they are the SCW Tag Team Champions. Even though they had a major falling out at Power Entertainment just a little over a week ago, they're slated, they're scheduled to defend the titles against a team called Dysfunction. Now, I think maybe Spade and Blaze should be called Dysfunction after what happened last week at POW. This is going to be interesting. SCW Genesis Championship, Irish car bomb Sean Mulligan defends against career killer Chris Miller. SCW Women's Title on the line, Renee Van Peebles defends against Angel Triple threat match, and this is going to be a lot of fun. You've seen all three of these guys at Power Entertainment, and now you're going to see them here at SCW. Hawaiian hitman Kola Laksamana, Kazile, and it's your boy, Mason Perks. And then we have Top Shelf and Odinson against Punitive Damages. Counselor Eric Schultz faces Santana Starks. And in a women's match, we have Nikki Nix against Leslie Lamuneka. Also, Saturday night, January the 21st, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling presents Winter Warfare. Gee, that sounds familiar. Over at Circle B Recreation, up in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, just a little north of Milwaukee. And special meet and greet guests are Angelina Love and Doug Basham. Main event will see the GLCW Championship, Backwoods Brown with Josh Ashcraft and Sexy Sandra D in his corner, defends against Dustin Jackson. And this is Backwoods' third anniversary as the GLCW champion. He's held that title for well over a thousand days. It's crazy to see him hold that title so long. And once again, we'll see if he extends it past three years against Dustin Jackson. Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero takes on Psycho Boy Fodder. And in Psycho Boy's corner will be Angelina Love. We have Shotgun Tony Gunn against Manny Domingo. Our friend of the show, Punk Rock Prince Jordan Cross, takes on the Mayan Mauler, Drew Hernandez. Should be a challenge there for Jordan. And then we have Tiffany Nieves versus Freya the Slayer, who I believe wrestles regularly in Alaska. And I actually follow her Instagram. She's definitely an interesting story. Go check her out. And then we have TW3 facing Aaron Arsenal. Other shows this weekend coming up, we have Friday night, January the 20th, the sold-out Mondo Lucha show at the Cooperage in Milwaukee. Friday night, January 20th, and Saturday, January the 21st, we have Premier Pro Wrestling tapings in Woodstock. Saturday, January 21st, C3 Ultimate presents Press Start 2 at the On the Square Sports Academy in Crown Point. That is a matinee show at 1.30. And then Saturday night, January 21st, we have Resolution from Project Revolution Wrestling. That's PRW, 3303 South Justine Street in Chicago, not far from downtown. And then we have two Lucha Libre shows on Sunday. First, we have Lucha Libre Total at the Berwyn Eagles Club at 5 o'clock. Or if you prefer Big Lucha slash Gali Lucha Libre, we'll be presenting a joint show at Walther Christian Academy in Melrose Park, Bell time there is 5.30. All right, coming up in just a few moments, our special guest this week, CSW trainee, an emerging women's wrestling superstar, Shelly 
the bombshell. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Maven, former WWE superstar, season one, tough enough winner. Make sure you catch Windy City Slam podcast wherever podcasts are available. Check it out. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad South in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast this week. So very excited to welcome for the very first time someone who has emerged over the last year or so in Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. She's part of Team Babushka with Mario Pardua and Eric Schultz in Chicago-style wrestling, and she's been studied to expand into several other promotions. Ladies and gentlemen, Shelly the Bombshell. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Shelly. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. All right. Let's get into this. When did you get into wrestling training? So I started training in November of last year. Um, and then I made my debut. My first ever match for a show was in May. Okay. So November of 2021 and then May of 2022 is your first match. Yes. Okay, cool. How did you get into wrestling, first of all? And, you know, was it something that you followed when you were younger? Did you watch on TV? Yeah. And and then, well, obviously, yeah, when I was younger. And then I uh, got really sick. I was, like, in and out of the hospital this one summer. And I, like, ran out of things to watch. So I started watching wrestling again from, like, the beginning. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to freaking try it. And I was, like, looking up schools. And then I found CSW, which is eight minutes from my house. So I just tried it. I just went there one day full of anxiety. <laughs> Didn't know anybody. Walked in there. And here we are. So you had no connections whatsoever to anybody in CSW at that point? No one. I was, I didn't know a single person. I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't know anyone on the indies. Nothing. No one. Well, that's crazy. So uh, what were those first couple of days like trying to acclimate yourself, not only to actual wrestling training, but to the people around there as well? I was, I mean, everyone was actually super welcoming. And I don't know if it was because I, at that time, I was the only girl. <laughs> so uh, I, it was, I don't, it was nerve wracking, but everyone was like super nice. I was super helpful. Everyone wanted to help me where that it got a little stressful because I had like seven people saying things at me at once, you know? And obviously I had zero experience, none. So it was, it was a little rough. It still is sometimes, you know, because I, you know, I'm not a natural. I don't have any background in any of that. I was a dancer my whole life. So it's been it's been rough, but I've been working really hard and training as much as I can to kind of like catch up. <laughs> 
So you say you had a background in dancing. So how did that begin for you? So me and my cousins have done Polynesian dancing, like hula and all that, nice. since we were little girls, like forever. And we, our family was always just very into the uh, Hawaiian culture where we lived back then in Des Plaines. There was a company called Barefoot Hawaiian, and we just all joined and stuck with it forever. Like, I think I think I was 10 when I started dancing. Yeah, so it just became our whole life. That's all we did was so, hula uh, shows that. So dancing was basically your only athletic thing, or did you like, play any sports at all? I had a sh- very short run in soccer, uh, but I was a little too psycho when I was little, and that didn't last. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was wild and very accident prone, and I didn't like stick to things because I was too like, let's do the next thing. But dancing was always very uh, consistent. Also, because I was doing it with my cousins, you know, it was like a family thing. So, Mm -hmm. but no, no other sports, nothing. (laughs) So going back to the CSW school in your early days there, like who were some of the other people that were training with you and practicing with you at that point? Joey Mayberry, Matteo Valentine, Mario Pardua Mm -hmm. was there. Chris Miller. Basically, like the staples of the CSW shows were who mm-hmm. was there when I, when I started. I feel like I started at a good time because it was all like the really good group, you know, and they were all super helpful and had been doing it for years. And they're all like, they're just really awesome people. Really awesome. And I noticed there's such a great camaraderie uh, between all of you guys over at CSW. Uh, I've seen you post tons of pictures on your Facebook with just you guys <laughs> just hanging outside the ring, at, you know, getting together for a dinner or a party or something. Like Mateo and Joey and, and Eric and Mario and all those guys. What is it like to be in such a group with that great camaraderie? It's like it's not a group. It's a family. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. And I always say like uh this was what I needed. I met some of the greatest people and now like we're all so close and it's such like a tight knit family. And I love like, I'm always like trying to make the big plans for us <laughs> like to go out and do stuff. And we spent Christmas Eve together, you know, mm-hmm. like we do everything together and it's just great. It's great to have people who understand you, understand what you're doing, you know, cause it's, it's hard with like my friends that aren't, wrestlers and you know like it's a different it's a different lifestyle and it's Mm -hmm. hard for them to keep up you know with what we're doing so like having having really good friends that are in wrestling makes it so much better so much easier and I don't know but it's such such a good feeling I am so like I feel so I feel so blessed and grateful that I chose CSW really only because of the family that I made that Mm -hmm. was that's that outcome of it, I couldn't have picked a better spot, you know? You said May of 2022 was your actual in-ring wrestling debut, correct? Yes. And that was against Sky Blue? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> what was that like, getting ready for that and then being told, okay, you're going to be wrestling Sky Blue at CSW in the ring during the main show, and what what's going through your mind and through your body at that point? Um, I was physically sick. <laughs> I was so scared. The The amount of anxiety that I had was insane. And I just kept, you know, kept saying, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I was so nervous. It was scary. 
it was the scariest thing to do. But the, like the second I walked through the curtains, I it just changed. I didn't feel as scared anymore. And I naturally like, I'm a show person. I like putting on a show, you know? So the second I was out there, I was like, oh, this is, I love this, you know, uh, eating up that crowd and stuff. And it helped a little bit. And obviously I was very lucky that my first match was against Sky because we are so close. So, you know, I felt like she had my back. So how did that go for you after we were done? Like, okay, what did you think of the match and all that? When, what did Sky say to you afterward? She can't, when she came in the back, like she gave me the biggest hug and she told me how proud she was of me. And I like, I couldn't even think <laughs> after that first match, I couldn't even enjoy myself. I couldn't think it was like, as I, I had uh, built it up so high that after the match, it took me like two days to come down from it to like really think about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I had a lot of people like, you know, obviously it wasn't perfect. It was my first match. Yeah. Uh, but I had a lot of people tell me like for my first match, it was like, it was decent. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't terribly mess up too much, you know, like, and I kept my composure and all that. But yeah, I, right after the match, I did, I, I don't even know. I was like in a, in a fog because I had stressed myself out so badly. I didn't even enjoy myself afterwards. And then uh, around that time too, you aligned yourself with Mario Pardua and attorney Eric Schultz as Team Babushka. It's a really cool kind of little faction and you guys play so well off of each other. So whose idea was it to kind of get you three together? So uh, originally, before I was going to start actually wrestling in the show, I was supposed to be with Mario. Like I was supposed to ma be managing him while I was still training. Mm -hmm. And then uh, something happened at one of the shows and he had to get pushed to be a heel faster. Cause I was, that's how was his heel turn was supposed to be with me. Mm -hmm. um, so then they threw Eric with him and the whole, then obviously the whole plan was we were all going to be together. And once we, once we were together, I kind of, you know, took the reins of our, <laughs> our fashion ideas and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And it, it just worked so well and it got a great reaction. And sometimes the boys would like to give me a hard time about some of my ideas <laughs> for things. But then afterwards, after it all came together and we went out there and we got the reaction we did, they'd be like, okay, <laughs> she was right. But uh, yeah, I feel like our faction, it went over real well real quick and i look back at some of the stuff like our little clips and stuff and it, it was it's good it was awesome i'm i'm glad that that's like kind of how i started in csw with the with the with them you know because mm -hmm. it was it was good and you guys did that lod 2000 thing right and you were kind of yeah. cosplaying as sunny and they were the road warriors yeah so that's been my dream forever to do that do that costume I was so excited to do that, like almost like wanted to cry so excited. And uh, I don't know if you know, but I make all everything I wear. I make mm -hmm. um, and I help the boys make everything, too. Um, this one, though, they helped. Thank God, because it was a lot of work. So we all like did little things to get it all ready. Uh, Eric actually was not excited about doing it. He gave us a hard time. And then that after everything came together, he started getting super excited. And then after that show, I remember him telling me it was like, he was so happy that we did it. 
because it looked freaking awesome. Like it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. So it was like the best, it was the best, like for a Halloween show. I'm like, mm-hmm. we got to do it. Yeah. That was, that was so cool. I got to see the pictures from that. It was awesome. Now you've been wrestling for less than a year now, but you've been starting to get some attention on places other than CSW, Northland Pro, Lucha Libre Total, SSW, Dreamwave, Janesville Wrestling Alliance, and very soon for All Heel Wrestling. So what's it like getting out there and uh, working for more promotions? I actually got a little overwhelmed with like how quickly I was getting asked on some of these shows. Uh, I, there was, you know, there's been a few other ones I've been on mm-hmm. and there, I got injured at the last CSW show. So I did have to cancel quite a few, but like there, there was a lot and it, it came quick and fast and it was kind of, it's kind of overwhelming. Cause I still sometimes feel like I'm not ready, you know, mm-hmm. like it's all coming so quick, but uh, it's also a good feeling because it means like, obviously I'm doing something right. You know, that these promotions are noticing me so quickly because I haven't been around that long. You know, I haven't been doing shows. It hasn't even been a year yet. It's crazy. It seems like it's been longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I covered a CSW show back in September the one with Aaron Stevens. And I was able to come in early and observe some of the things that go on before the doors open. And one thing I kind of noticed right away was Vic Capri was huddling with you, Sky, Sierra, and Heather Reckless uh, to talk about your match. So what was it like to, to get advice and coaching from someone like Vic Capri? First of all, Vic Capri is the best. And anyone who needs help training or coaching should be going to Vic Capri. He, he seems very scary. Like <laughs> I, I remember when I first saw him, I was like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm scared of him. <laughs> he just looks so mean and unapproachable, but he's literally one of the coolest people and he knows his shit. He yeah. knows. Yeah. Like there, you know, if you're like, you know, with the calling a match, if there's like a struggle of something, like you can't figure it out, you know, like Vic's always going to have like three options for you like that. Yeah, I, he he's amazing, and it's just like everyone's always saying to me, like I like you know, like they like people that haven't talked to him or whatever. When they do, they're like, "You're so lucky that like you get help from him and stuff." He's a vet. He's amazing, and he's this. And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You're kind of right up though about Vic. Uh, it looks like this kind of brooding, unapproachable, uh, intimidating looking person. But when you walk up to him and say hello, he'll talk your ear off. He's very nice. He's very accommodating, mm-hmm. very welcoming. It's kind of crazy how that is. Yeah, he's he's a he's a deep down sweetheart. I'm going to ruin his whole image by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you have a match and we're going to be airing this interview after that match, but you're going to get a shot at the CSW Women's Championship against Sierra. Now, by the time this airs, you could be, there is the possibility that you could be the new CSW Women's Champion and you're facing Sierra in that one-on-one match. So what is it like, number one, to get a title match like that on CSW and number two, to wrestle someone like Sierra? I am, I actually am a little nervous for Friday and I didn't think I was going to be. But I honestly, when I was told I was getting the singles title match, I was so excited and I felt like, you know, like 
finally, this is awesome. Like, you know, cause I feel like I've been working hard and I am a CSW student. So it's like, it's always nice when the CSW students get these chances because that's our home, you know, that's our mm-hmm. home promotion. So I'm super, super excited and grateful that I'm getting the chance. And honestly, I can't wait to wrestle Sierra, no matter how nervous I am, because I really do love wrestling her. She is probably one of my favorite people to be in the ring with. So now uh, changing gears just a little bit, you got to work SSW last October up in Kenosha and you were involved in a mixed tag team match with Dave Rydell as your partner against Sky Blue and Uncle Doug Simmons. And then there was also that interaction by AEW's Max Caster of the Acclaimed. So number one, what was it like to be part of that match? And two, what was it like to have Max Caster freestyle against you? That match was so much fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. I really, really liked working with Rydell. I felt like our characters worked real well together and we had a really good time. Um, the crowd was awesome because that was my first time ever even at one of those shows. And um, definitely, I loved the the energy of the crowd, the entire show. Everyone that was on the show was super awesome. But yeah, uh, about the Max Caster, he called me a crackhead and I'm still not over it. <laughs> It's Max Caster for you, though. He's going to insult you in some way. Yeah, no, and I knew it was coming, but I was like, what is he going to say? Like, we talked about stuff before, and then he just threw that one, and I was like, oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, to see this guy that's doing this on national TV, doing it to you at the broad stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So overall, how did that feel? I mean, just being part of that. Yeah, it it was pretty cool, but... It's not the first time I've been around him. So I think it was like not super like I didn't feel like, oh, my God, this is crazy, you know, mm-hmm. but then but then like looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's pretty cool. It was like a pretty awesome opportunity that like he they put him into our match, you know, mm-hmm. what are your goals in wrestling, both short term and long term? Well, this year, I, I really want to like I, I'm going to like be crazy crazy with my training and just keep taking all those bookings i want to branch out even more to other states um i really my goal is i'd really love to eventually be able to try out and maybe get on impact but more so like i want to do like international stuff i i just i want to be i want to be traveling like crazy with this like Mm -hmm. that's that's like main goal for me Okay. And before we let you go, I just want to ask you to share your social media, whatever merchandise you might have and upcoming events over the next little bit. Okay. Uh, my Instagram is Shelly Benson. Twitter is the bomb Shelly on Instagram. I have a link in my profile that has like, uh, stuff for merch, other, my other social media things. Uh, I also have a shop on pro and I also am having a new t-shirt coming out this Friday at CSW, which I'll have at future shows. I'm going to be in LLT in Berwyn this month. And then February, I am booked every weekend. I have Zawa, JWA, CSW. God, I can't even think off the top of my head. <laughs> I got a lot. <laughs> Dreamwave. Yeah, Dreamwave is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am booked. All right, Shelly, thank you for carving out some time with us this week. And 
good luck with, over the next few months with some of your big matches. Thank you so much. Great conversation with Shelly the Bombshell. She had a terrific outing over at CSW against Sierra. She's got a lot of great shows coming up. Zawa and All Heel Wrestling. Rock for Damage as well. And even more CSW for her. So you got a lot of chances, a lot of opportunities to check out Shelly the Bombshell. She is definitely an up-and-coming superstar and quickly becoming a fan favorite. All right, next week, we're going to recap the local scene, take a look at the upcoming Royal Rumble, plus we welcome a young wrestler who has been coming up in the Chicagoland ranks in places such as Freelance, Freelance Underground, and Second Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Beyond Alpha, Ezio Orlandi will be joining us next week, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. So long, everybody.